You are listening to the Insight Scoop Podcast. You're listening to the Insight Scoop, a podcast about self-improvement and knowledge seeking. Our aim is to explore a diverse range of topics and perform self-checks on whether we're being the best versions of ourselves every week. I'm your host, Marius Abelis, and I'm here joined by Oscar, and let's get started. So episode 46, December 4th, let's roll. So you mentioned something about uh, a monologue, an idea, something you wanted to read out, share. Yes, I mean, uh, well, hello, I guess, first. Um, yeah, it's something for us to, I guess, discuss, a topic for us to discuss, because that's all we do here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I guess I can, I'll just start with it. So, yeah, I guess I'll just read it out. Um, so we have some model of the world, which is made up of ideas and each idea could be given a value of permanence describing how sure we are of it. Some, um, some that we are very sure of, and we could even call them axioms and others that we're not so much sure of. That's the first part. Okay. What are, are your impressions? So, some sort of a model of uh, of reality is that what you said? Yeah. So the model, I think the idea of it is, it's uh, it's the hardware of our brain plus the software of it together. So you, so you got the hardware architecture, then you've got the malleable software and basically depending on how what you've learned as a person throughout all your years somehow you've developed a way of looking at the world uh and it's slightly different for everybody of course because we all have different uh, minds different ideas and uh and then the way we communicate is you know, we've got language uh, and it's like a protocol almost mm. uh, like in when different uh, computers speak of each other through, you know, th- you've got an operating system, a Linux operating system running on one PC and a Windows on another and they would be normally incompatible to talk, but they've got this language that they've agreed agreed upon, which could be like uh, whatever, um, HTTP, say. Mm. Or, uh, so do you that's actually an interesting point about the models right so uh, i was uh slightly looking because you know procrastination is, is the best thing ever when i need to do assignments i was just looking at machine learning and uh, how well machine learning model is created i guess I don't know if, if that's the correct correct way of putting the concept of how machine learning works, but I learned today, so it's uh, it could be a section of today I learned right um, that machine learning creates a model which you can I don't know what format that is I I don't know right but there's like some specific abstract like model thing which you can maybe put in other uh, software and then it just has that model right so our brain our brains also have to be developing something like that, right? Maybe on like a different, deeper scale, but like we do create some sort of a model. And I'm not saying that, you know, human brain is uh, modeled uh, 
according to like machine learning algorithms like it's it's the opposite way i mean you know machine learning was kind of created out of like the the idea of how human brain works yeah but it's just a revelation for me that like oh it makes sense you know it creates some sort of a model of how to think right um well it's uh you know machine learning as we have invented it and know it and understand it is like a subset of just uh the complexity of the, of the brain and i don't even know an awful lot about the thing that i'm most interested in but like you know with the thing with the brain like you got to understand that um yeah it's more compli or complicated than how we uh, understand machine learning so we have machine learning and um you know we're able to use the today's ai to um you know make accurate predictions about things right but in a small like subset of like in a small um, category, I guess. Like, um, like if you're trying you know, to classify you, you, oranges and apples, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I, those kinds of things and more complicated things as well. But you know, complicated systems and you know, I have to understand that like the brain has developed both you know physically over you know millions of years mm -hmm. the human brain through evolution uh, and at different times we've had to face different problems and uh, to, to solve and then those who could like face those problems and solve them like would survive and live on and you know the process of evolution I'm not speaking in any scientific way here because I have no yeah, idea but that also means the environment shapes the brain right yeah uh, and at different times like different parts of the brain developed or of course to deal with different situations but the parts of our brain that we already had i'm assuming like i don't actually fucking sorry i don't 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 take this from me like a science but this is just my idea of what little bit i've i heard i've heard about evolution um that yeah so you know whatever has already grown it doesn't like develop through evolution become a thing for evolution uh part of our brain say you know, it doesn't just go away because we don't need it anymore. Like we, we talk about our primal brain and our primal needs, for example, right? And uh, yeah, a uh, complicated thing. And then, you know, on top of that, we invented language and then we like moved all over the world and we have different languages and then we come back together and integrate with each other. And like that mixture of, you know, essentially language has allowed us to, um, understand the world so well um and so like imagine well have abstract ideas and then being able to put them on paper and uh, they have permanence so you're not only thinking of things in the moment you can now think of things um model have a model right the model of the world across time you can think across time because now you can put things on paper and you can look at it all at the same time otherwise you know or inscribe it on on a on a wall in a cave or you know otherwise it's um you're only kind of thinking what's of what's happening in the moment and being reactionary i guess but again i have no fucking clue of what, of what i'm talking about yeah <laughs> so do you want to repeat the, the the exact thing that you you read out just so we would get the the idea again. 
so we have some model of the world which is made up of ideas and each idea could be given a value of permanence describing how sure we are of it some that we are very sure of we could even call axioms of our model so anyway what what i just all of the things i said were kind of like bullshit uh like i don't know if, how, how much of it makes any sense um but like most of the things i say are like pure philosophical speculation um but what i have here about the model is a, a concrete like a solid idea whatever i said after that pretty bullshit but yeah the idea is pretty concrete but I guess I'll read the next part to kind of support the, the first one because I've, I've made it into parts, but the second one supports the first one. Mm, okay. Um, so y you eventually have to decide on some high permanence ideas. Otherwise, you would be stuck debating and trying to decide what is true without progressing very fast at all with your model of the world. So the idea is, you know, you, you can't just be questioning everything all the time without end uh, or you will never settle on some truth that you accept for you to be able to work at a higher level uh, you have to accept some ideas and work with them as if you knew they were true and that's very you know we're we've got it's, it's very convenient to do but you know what it also can lead to is like hundreds of years of or thousands of thinking one thing is true without questioning it because everybody else has always said that it is true um not necessarily anything wrong with it but uh just uh, an idea mm. it's like kind of genetic algorithm problem uh where you you reach a local maximum and uh, right. in order for you to get out of it because you may be going like a complete opposite way and then your goal is here but then you're like if you're going this way you can only go there so it's like you come to the closest point on this arc where you can reach it but then what you actually need to do is do a regression like go backwards in progress and then find the the actual solution but like right. with genetic algorithms there's no best best so there's no like concrete yeah definitive and then answer usually that's very good it's pretty much describes it i think yeah. and uh what we talked about before i guess the random seed mm -hmm. for creativity right if you have a random seed of knowledge right you have done all your learning independently of any for formal educational system you have you're bouncing out around ideas in you know, an order in, in a in a combination that people haven't done before. And that, you know, has the advantage of po potentially coming up with some revolutionary idea in a field or whatever. However, like with that comes the fact that you're less likely to actually come up with something useful. All right. You're likely to be, be trying to um invent you know yeah and in, in the process you're likely to more likely to never find anything useful when you're like, trying to reinvent it you mean yeah reinvent uh or, or find a new way of doing mm. things like we might have already one of the best way of do ways of doing things and whatever and then suppose that you try 
so yeah, anyway, uh, the, the, the seed of knowledge, right? mm-hmm. um, a random seed of knowledge. And then with genetic, genetic algorithms, what do you do? Well, you just start with a, start from the start, start with a new seed, right? Yeah, absolutely. You could, and you, you find some new, like find some, a better optimization, uh, potentially, but it, yeah, that's the thing. Like it's all based on chance and that's the next point. It's that you're disposable. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll just read it out too. Okay. Uh, you have to also remember that we're disposable. If your trajectory is incorrect and your ideas are actually quite rubbish, then you are unlucky, but you are but you have to take risks for greatness. And uh, yeah. But here's the thing, like with humans... Like how much, how, how does it, all of the people, I guess, and who are, who have, uh, reinvented fields, mm. all of the people who have been able to have revolutionary, revolutionary ideas in science, like, um, Nikola Tesla, mm-hmm. you know, most people I think consider him a crazy man. He has some far out there ideas, but I believe I should study up on him, but I believe that he's invented a whole lot of mm. things as well. But he also had some wacky ideas too, and it's like some of them hit, others didn't. But he was taking chances on a lot of things. Listen, this thing is so uh, mainstream these days. Even uh, when Michael Jordan, for example, you know, says how many of the shots he missed, right? No one really remembers that too much. I don't know what the percentage is, but uh, I mean, when I heard what he said, it was just like, wow, dude, you know, they say they just quote like thousands of, I don't know, points, games, everything lost. They're like, well, everyone knows me for my buzzer beaters or whatever, you know, when you just hit it and you win the game, you clinch the weight victory. But then in order for you to achieve that, there are so many other ones which you kind of failed and then people were kind of upset and bummed out about it for a bit, but then... No one really remembers, you know, no one really writes that in the history books. He's just called the greatest basketball player, for example, right? The greatest man. And, uh, I mean, that doesn't mean that your accuracy and, like, all of that is, like, top-notch. It's just uh, just that you have tried so many times, you've persisted so much. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, With uh, even with, like, the genetic algorithms, too, I was watching a little video today of... of uh, car well i don't know if it was like genetic it was just machine learning but uh a car trying to learn how to park right it just had like eight eight depth sensors and uh that's it the distance between the parking slot and at first i was like well this is so weird like i haven't done any machine learning myself so seeing fifty thousand attempts of that car and still not really getting anywhere close to it i was like i can't judge this guy because i have i have no idea in machine learning but I'm like fifty thousand times like come on i was like th- this dude must be doing something wrong but then hundred hundred thousandth time or something that's it that's all it took you know it just almost 180 and then the car just started to like park itself properly and it's like you have hundred thousands of attempts of of things that don't work out and something does and that's all you need. Yeah. So I. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. 
No, I was going to say about a thing that I saw today from Jonathan Blow where he was answering a Q&A and someone just like, I don't know, dude, I don't think I'll be able to create anything great in my lifetime. Uh, and I'd probably need to go, go back and rewatch that specific part to, to learn his, like his thoughts more in depth. But like, you know, you have time. If you don't try, this is how you're not going to do it. Other than that, all you need is one good idea. Uh, I know that, you know, there's many rumors on the internet. I'm not going to be like Alex Jones on you, like uh, un untested knowledge, but maybe, maybe this is true. So the guy who created Walmart, I think he created it like 65 or so years old. Apparently that guy tried so many businesses, everything failed. And then his, his, uh, I don't know how many attempts he did. I remember the number was quite large. Apparently the last one was Walmart and the Walmart, I, I got to say, it's the most successful shop in the US. I would, I would say that it's like, all you need is, is one hit, right? Um, so yeah, but then quickly coming back to like the reinventions, for example, uh, when they say don't reinvent the wheel. And I like what you're saying. Cause like you maybe discover something new. Uh, it might have been Jonathan blow himself again, showing a screen shot of like Saturn V rocket uh, the, the system that actually wheeled the Saturn V rocket to the launch pad, which was like huge, like, you know, Saturn V was like, absolutely like massive. And those were just, uh, you know, like tanks have the some sort of a different system where you there's it's not a wheel, you know, it's it's like a, a chain system used to like, move forward it's like yeah imagine they told those engineers like no nah, just use a wheel you know just use a wheel like uh, so even when they say you know don't reinvent the wheel that this still stat like as in there are still different kind of wheels that you could invent like um i know mm. people use this as a mainstream example but apparently there's still like you know wheels which could be better <laughs> so yeah and that's, uh, I guess, <laughs> when I, I do all of my wacky shit with all of my wacky ideas, I'm putting literally uh, my sanity on the line. <laughs> uh, so to be honest, I'm kind of worried about that. Because <laughs> mm. um, I, I, I want to do something, right? Yeah. But I, uh, you know, if I, if I, and I say this, and I have said this before when I talk with somebody, I might be 90% delusional with all my ideas. Uh, and like, what then? What happens when uh, they just, none of them work, like, work out? Well, like, you... what happens if I realize someday all of them are bullshit and like, I, my identity is all of my ideas? what happens then and so i'm thinking oh you just like, die trying man like yeah you know that that's the that's the the idea of it uh again i don't want to like go all like zen on you but you know um actually well no no, no. like thing. it's not it's not in that sense i'm just making an analysis like i could be chill about it i know i know i purchased i could a be book chill finally. about it but yeah sorry. but but what drives all of this is emotional attachment and True. identity like if you feel it's a part of your identity you have to do it but 
I feel like there must be a U-turn sometime soon when I realize I'm just going to become a software engineer. Listen, and you can going. you can waste another two, three. So if you're like twenty or so years old, right? And I'm I'm actually now sounding like one of those motivational coaches and shit, right? But like you can waste another two of your lifetimes, wake up being sixty, and you're still gonna be younger than the average Nobel Prize winner or something, right? You can waste forty years, like, dude, it. Eventually, something's gonna happen. But I do understand what you mean with like, because uh, I'm I'm, for example, thinking more of like a content creation and. Uh, impact perspective for myself right i wouldn't be able to go out on tiktok and do nonsense videos for like millions and millions of people and i know that there's an audience for that obviously and uh whatever is stupid i did like even the the isis sound effect thing right that the, the stupid nonsense sound effect that i created is literally the most watched video ever of me of my production right which means this is, and, and then again, again, it motivates you because especially in the content creation world, you're trying to adjust your, again, so I, I'm just using these analogies because I watched some machine learning stuff today, but like there's the, the, the function which adjusts your, your inputs, right? Your, your, the way you, um, well, the function which either penalizes you or rewards you for, how well you performed. So it's the same here. It's like there's there's this rat race thing going on, the hamster wheel of like you put it in, like you put your your hours of work into a video and then boom, the the actual answer is the the view count. Usually you look at the view count and think, oh well the, the views are like shit, but like I put my heart and soul in it. And then you just create some nonsense, like some stupid uh offensive crap, right? And then you just get hundreds of thousands of views on that and think like, oh, maybe that's what I should be doing because, you know, essentially the goal is to get more views, right? So, mm. yeah, it's what I'm saying is like, I, I, I don't think I could actually be doing that, even if it would yield better views. Um, I'd yeah. rather do something that, like, I enjoy and that is more meaningful. And I don't know, dude. Like, I guess people might call that selling your soul. <laughs> but... um if you go, but but you know, but then again, the people who are motivated by the views to do wacky shit like that, yeah, that but you wouldn't be interested in doing. True, and uh, then the, the, there's always someone who fills in a, a demand, right? There's always someone to yeah. supply that demand, and it's like I just feel like I would be—is it disingenuous? The word uh, for like towards myself, like I I just have yeah. like principles, and then I wouldn't want to do it, and. It, it's being, it's having this weird attitude where like, no, I'm not going to change what I'm doing, even if I yeah. know that it's not really the most successful thing and just do what I do, you know? Uh, maybe that's the, again, and I mentioned Dharma many times, right? Maybe that's the, the purpose, right? Of just being the unknown, unrecognized, undiscovered underdog, right? There's like people like that and you do need that, right? And uh, I don't know what the, the fate, the... What's the other word for the fate? Whatever, you know, what, what the person's fate is. Maybe it was decided back 
when we were created, um, it was like, damn, that's it. You're going to be this and you have to play your part. So what I was saying about the Zen, right? I was going to pitch in Zen as always, is that existence is playful. Like you, you just play your part and you exist as if it was some sort of a musical, for example. You have to dance and perform while the music is playing. And in turn, you're not really aiming to get anywhere with it. Because, speaking the words of Alan Watts himself, uh, the whole purpose of a dance is to dance. You don't aim to get anywhere in a specific spot when you dance, right? You, you dance because that's the expression. And uh, have you seen Joker? Uh, no, I didn't see the latest Joker. No. Yeah. And in that movie, the weird... Uh, Spoilers. Not really. Um, the scene where <laughs> they had some sort of an idea of going into like a bathroom and then filming a scene, right? Uh, and then that was supposed to have been some some very different thing like you know hiding a gun or whatever like and then they didn't know what to do with it all the way until like i think the day of shooting and the guy was like no i'm just gonna dance so that there's a scene of him just like in the bathroom just like dancing with whatever he can do and it's like a pure expression of human breaking out and uh because i mean that's what dance is like anyway uh huge tangents but the idea is mm. existence is playful. You shouldn't be taking anything too seriously. The music is playing. You have to dance. You have to play your part. You know, it's like a musical. You choose what you, you choose your direction, obviously. It's like an improvisational piece, right? But you don't aim to rush anywhere. It's like music, right? The conductors who played the fastest would usually what would you would you consider them the best, right? Everyone would come to a to an orchestra concert just to hear the fi- the finale. Like, n- no, the idea is to actually go through the journey. And I'm I, I don't want to say like obviously you want to like prime yourself up for success, but I'm not gonna I'm gonna say like I'm not gonna say that I'm gonna be like the most successful, right? But the idea is when I play a game. And I, I don't know, put myself in some character's shoes, right? And then you go through the progression. And when you reach everything in the very end, the game becomes boring. Uh, yeah. And so if you look at life the same way, you're going to, you know, spot parallels. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, okay. I, um, it's like you, you do yeah, want to experience not, the journey. Ultimately, it's not ultimately about the goal uh to get in there get into the goal for me i mean i eventually be nice you know across yeah, like, some so threshold which you have set for yourself and then continue upwards obviously but like but uh i think the idea is basically yeah right right now i'm at a crossroads uh and basically i've got a whole a whole year to myself Oh yeah, so this encourages um, your your thoughts and stuff. Yeah, I see. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do in this time. Um, you know, if I'm just going to do the dance without trying to get to my goal, uh, 
I don't know where I'm going to be by the end of that that time um, and what happens after. And also right now my thoughts are very scattered from the semester. Mm-hmm. Uh, like before the semester started, when we talked, I actually had an idea. Like I could put together thoughts and uh, complete thoughts and ideas mm. and plans right now. <laughs> like I'm, I'm freaking trying to write good C++. <laughs> <laughs> why do I need to write good C++? <laughs> well, one when of the, the, when the moment that the moment comes for you to, you know, when the time is right, this knowledge will be invaluable and you're going to thank yourself for, for knowing how to write good C++. Yeah, but right. What the point I'm making is there was some motivation that I did not understand. It was just impulsive. I'm teaching C++ right now. Teaching. I'm tutoring C++ mm. for maybe another two weeks. Uh, and I'm trying to up my C++ game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and I was already thinking, okay, I used to do this thing, like, to to stay fresh with my languages. You know, I, with my programming languages, I would just do a little bit of programming in a language, like do a challenge or something every night for like an hour, mm. just to keep my wits about in the language. And I used to do that with C. And I got pretty far into it, and I was pretty good with C already. And then somehow I stopped doing that. But uh, anyway, but the point is, you know, it was kind of impulsive. Like if I'm going into down a scientific trajectory, um, you know, I can use, I can I can use things like a language like Python to get my ideas out. And if the ideas are good, then Maybe I can invest in learning or, you know, you know, write a paper about my ideas and then somebody will implement it in C++ to make it very efficient and run, you know. So, like, I have to kind of think about how much time do I have? And I've kind of not been able to think clearly about how much time I have because of the turmoil of the semester. I have lost, like, this rational thinking because i just threw myself into this and uh all my thoughts and ideas were just like rendered uh to look like they're they don't make sense anymore because the situation is so new and so i was like i guess i don't know anything about the world anymore and uh Hmm. and now i came out of it and i'm trying to stabilize again (laughs) um your little inner socrates breaking out i guess uh yeah stabilize again so that i can actually think and plan rationally like okay how many things i can can i actually do like what is reasonable because right now if i just jump into this c++ thing and which i am right now and i am hoping to get to a level of my c++ where i can uh do the advent of code and C++ pretty efficiently. Because um, right now I'm like throwing things together in, in Python because Python just gives you everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like Again, you know, it depends on what the goal is, right? Yeah, it depends on that. But for some, like for the early challenge, like challenge, coding challenges at, 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 in the advent of code, like 
you know, it's like Google search away. If I don't, if I want to just like do something in Python, it's there. Like mm. it's always there. And on the other hand, in C++, it would be more involved. But like, if you know C++ well, you can easily solve all the challenges. Not even well. Like if you have a basic idea of C++, you can quite easily solve the challenges that come up there. But anyway, I'm going on a tangent. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like I'm doing it in C++, but I literally have it in my readme that says, I'm, I'm aware of the clunky nature of C++, which is really not the, the, the ideal language for this challenge. There are people who are solving some of these challenges with uh, Vim keystrokes, regex, and like they just put in like two lines of code and then they solve the, the second day challenge because they find a more yeah. creative solution to a problem rather than just going with what's out there, you know? So yeah, well, I think it depends yeah. on what you're looking for. This challenge specifically, I think you can use whatever the hell you want, right? Uh, which yeah. means for for an idea to be implemented. So I've had this issue myself, actually, similar in in my own field, I suppose. If if that's my field, I don't know how videography became my field, but I was thinking about storytelling, and then storytelling is the goal that you're trying to achieve you're trying to tell the best story you can but you don't necessarily have to make a movie if you're a storyteller right if you stand back look at it and think outside the box you have so many things you can use if you want to tell a good story you can make a gif you can make a uh, meme you can write a book you can create a video, you can go and create a 3D render, an animation, you can make a game, you can make a music track, you can make a song just to tell a story, right? So you just start to realize that if you want to be a, a storyteller, you don't have to rely on the feature length formula, like you have to follow a feature film formula, which is, you know, have like 100 minutes of, of screenplay, right? Um, so I just realized that, oh, wait, you know, actually it does make sense. So it's kind of same here, because I, I heard you talked about your ideas that you want to implement. I'd say it depends if you have the ideas, because I'm, I'm, again, struggling with the ideas. If I had the ideas, I would be going out there, you know, filming, doing whatever. So it's like, if you feel like you have ideas worth worthy of implementing, I'd rather you go and just do that with Python and try getting them together as quickly as possible. But if you feel like currently yeah. you don't have the the most uh, like, like ideas that you like yourself the most or whatever, you know, you're like, oh, I don't want to dedicate my month or whatever to like doing something. Uh, I, why not learn C in the meantime, right? Just yeah. fill up the time. And then when you actually get the idea, then boom. Well, I was... I was just thinking, like even 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 doing that. Um, I was I was as I was learning C plus plus, just sitting there going through the book and like learning it as it was intended. Um, and I was sitting there, and my inner Socrates, if you like, kicked in, and I was like, "Are we imprisoned by our languages?" <laughs> And uh, yeah, I mean, like I wrote a bunch of stuff. I could probably read it out because I can't remember what I was thinking very well. Like, this is a trouble. That's why I write everything down. Um, okay, let me just like 
almost like a monologue. Uh, does language imprison our mind or broaden its horizons? As ever, when we declare a good, in this case, broaden our horizons and a bad, imprison, we implicitly we implicitly declare some goals, something we're optimizing for. So while I was doing this thing and I was starting to feel existential about learning C++ uh, from a book, a fake book, uh, like most of it is useless to me actually, so it's not that bad. Uh, suddenly I wrote like so many things because um, of this kind of friction uh, emotional friction and uh, and suddenly I was like well I think I found that the structure which um, thinking like a programmer and pro <laughs> thinking like a programmer or the way that learning programming has made me think has given me a structure that is kind of helps me create some of my ideas and I was thinking you know like we get to choose our own path uh, and that could just be a part of the seed of knowledge that takes me somewhere and in the meantime it's also useful uh, if things don't work out with my ideas so like I, if I know C++ pretty well, I can take that to many different directions, I think. Like if I'm skilled at writing C++ code. I suppose, yeah. But then, you know, there are people who are dedicating even more time to that, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. There's always going to be someone better, right? And I've just had a, a quick chat with my... Uh, um, I made back from high school. Now he studies biology, and uh, his uh, honors project this year was supposed to be some evaluation of the methods used to fold proteins. Literally two days ago, all of his honors project was made useless, pretty much. That's what he said. Yeah, I saw the video, and it's like wow yeah sure makes sense so it's like and then uh quoting him it was like it's kind of scary to to even start doing anything because there's so many like new research coming out in biology especially with machine learning every day right it just comes out and you're like oh wow well this changes the way we think about things <laughs> and uh and that's what he said is like there's always going to be someone better who's you know <laughs> it just makes sense like i always knew that and that's why I guess I lose motivation to do certain things. Was, there's always going to be someone who does the thing that you're trying to compete in better. Yeah. Unless you create your own category in which there's no competition, you know? So, yeah. Being you, I guess. But like, what does being you mean in maybe a, a scientific sense? You know, I'm more talking about like a lifestyle slash like, uh, video and then and, and all that crap but yeah in a scientific what does it mean to be you you know okay i came back to me i was going to say something earlier oh when we were talking about genetic algorithms and machine learning mm -hmm. and um how you know it took it like fifty thousand or a hundred thousand tries mm -hmm. to to learn how to do the thing 50 or I was so going to say, yeah i was going to say like 
you've got some sort of initiated system and yeah, you will have to put it through that. If you think about humans, like all of our learning and things were split, spread over like our entire evolution and it's only like incrementally mm. and also it's spread across humans. So yeah. not all of us make it, right? Up until recently, now we like we advanced medicine so far that pretty much we keep everybody alive. But like, yeah, you know, and uh, like, but ideas people have ideas, and then they find out, oh, my ideas are shit. Like I've been working on this idea for mm. my entire life, but it's shit. Yeah, it's another casualty. Like we have to remember. Dude, to be honest, that it just came to me. Sorry for for intervening, but so we have modeled the machine learning algorithms uh to like the human brain right but human brain is shit do you know how long it takes for a human to start speaking it takes like a year for them to start speaking start walking and all that why wouldn't we model it to like some wolf brain you know he's born that's it week week later he has to like go and hunt and whatever <laughs> i don't know yeah, how wolves but work it's but much less general right it's not it doesn't have language maybe yeah. what it takes to get us there like sure like it's but you know you can say it's inefficient but like like look at what we do every day like we, we created we create the machine learning algorithms yeah. so like <laughs> all of like our perceived uh shortcomings are like also reasons why we are who we are correct uh, like that's the most important thing like we talked about this before as well, like uh, not remembering things. Uh, like the fact that our memory is not permanent is one of the reasons why we can think of new things. <laughs> um, it's like when we talked about you're, you're trying to solve a programming problem and then you can't, you got tunnel vision, you go away from it, you come back later and you solve it. Mm. Like, just like that. So it's like that, forgetting. In some way, perceived as a flaw. In another way, it helps us to move forward. So yeah, like depends on uh, how you look at mm. what, what what angle you look at it from. And if we're optimizing for being what we are, we've pretty much done everything that we need to be to to do to be what we are, <laughs> which is general problem solvers. <laughs> so any shortcomings are probably also you know necessary for us to be who we are sure that's probably the most uh coherent thought i've put together in a while it's good good to see you coming back and uh yeah that's awesome uh is there something else you want to touch on i don't have anything i think i'm done myself do you have anything yeah i think that was huge that was awesome it's like the climax of the <laughs> got some bang knowledge in there some thoughts or at, at least you know if it's not like scientifically proven knowledge knowledge at least it's something worth it's something. sharing so it's a, along the right lines i think sure well that was awesome uh, if if we're if we're good to end for for this week we had a pretty nice, I'd say a successful, coherent episode. I really enjoyed the topics too. Like machine learning is something that I haven't 
dabbled with yet too much, but uh, there's another there's another two cool things here to finish it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, when we when we talk about when we talked about uh, uh, consciousness symbiosis, it's like mm. if you look at the start of this podcast, we're like all over the place. And it's not even okay. So that's one thing. Mm-hmm. The other thing is we're like scattered all over the place, and through trying to formulate things with the idea of the goal of having a coherent conversation, over time we are able to do that. Starting off with something completely incoherent, and eventually we are able to spot patterns in those incoherent ideas and create coherent ideas, and they're able to have this. Um, Consciousness symbiosis, almost, where we, throughout, you know, we started off not knowing what both of us talk, are talking about, and then over time, have created a better an idea through this protocol, and we don't even know if we're thinking about the same thing right mm-hmm. now. That's true. It, it, it's just a protocol. It's just these words that are face for some ideas, and but your ideas could like your model and if you put my model and your model together they can't work together like two two cpus yeah, right we completely we, we, we have the same inputs them together we kind of have the same inputs when you're looking at some idea but then the thing is we may have completely different ideas on the other yeah. end you know and that's like the limitation of computers as well like you mm. put one cpu and two cpu they can't just you don't know, just smash them together and they work you know, you have you have to have some way for them to talk, some protocol, and that's what we have in the form of language. Yeah, but also, you know, we created those things. We have language, so we kind of based them on what we have uh, ourselves. So true. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's quite universal. You know, to separate systems, have to have separate agent systems, intelligent systems have to have some protocol to talk with each other, some sort of a compression. Yeah. Uh, Usually, yeah. like an API for front and back end, so a couple of servers, yeah, different also, systems. That's also ideas that I took out of computing. So. Yeah, I think computing shapes uh, the way we see the world too. Uh, yeah. I've really noticed yeah, that, like, I've looking at certain things more logically because of concepts. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, another thing that we struggle to understand is that things like. Con- affect each other and them like one things affect this at, at the same time the other things affects it affects back react how people how cultures are and then computers affect us back and it's all a continuous thing there is no breakup there so like we often often talk about try to identify causality and stuff mm. but like you try to focus on the one thing to the other and then you completely ignore the other thing because like affecting this the first thing back and but it's so hard like we don't have a way i don't i don't think we we're probably aware of this but i, I don't imagine how we can model such a thing where everything affects everything else and like that's a big problem actually i think i heard lex freeman on, on joe rogan talk about this that we don't have a good way of uh, modeling or, or yeah modeling the complexity of the world like how, how all things interact with each other mm. and that's just another part of it how one thing affects another thing and it affects it back. And, and you can't really say one causes the other and it's cause, like affects the other. It affects the other thing and then that thing changes and it affects 
makes it yeah it's a continuous thing immense complexity emerges out of that yes i i wish i had uh i don't know i'm running out of time wait you're you're 40 years ahead of you before you you start to to, to think that you're running out of time <laughs> 40 years ago 40 years ahead of you before you need to start thinking that you're running out of time right okay if you want to follow well, the I average year of uh the average age of of people who have done breakthrough this to discoveries i i don't know how i could hold a job and continue doing things continue uh to develop my ideas depends on what kind of it's job i guess really depends i'm thinking i guess we could do the after show but <laughs> yeah it's just uh maybe wrap it up so really nice episode cool ideas interesting thoughts and i think hopefully someone found it useful if you did rate us on apple podcasts um look for ours on uh, the green button i think it says follow on spotify subscribe on youtube and be sure to check other episodes and we're probably moving into the clip sphere are going to be cutting out little short clips providing more bite-sized information so i really appreciate anyone listening to this catch y'all next week